Yeah. Like super connected. So connected. We are we are one. Like I was gonna say thick and creamy connected, but I don't know if you were here while I was talking about my thick and creamy match. You should just <laughs> let the thick and creamy happen. Let just let him I think you should use, let it go. Yeah. I mean I wouldn't let it go. I would I would roll with it, but I would just keep it <laughs> keep it ambiguous, let people wonder what mm. you're talking about. Okay, wait, wait, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Rewind. Yeah, I mean we have this amazing connection. It's like super thick and creamy, you know. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Okay, hey everybody. Uh, <laughs> welcome to Pixelated Land Party, episode 116. Woo. Uh, we don't have Antonio and Will. They're busy doing adult stuff. Uh, I think Antonio's in foggy London town. He is in foggy London town. Yeah. So hello from across wherever you are. He sent us a picture in like a tiny elevator, and I like told him he should get stuck in it for his whole vacation. Yeah, <laughs> so he's probably still in there, honestly. He probably yeah. took your advice. And then Will, I think, is doing whatever will does which is like playing know. card games and growing a beard yeah that sounds about right yeah uh, so anyways to sit in uh we have some very special guests uh steve and rory hello and doing? yeah so they're here to talk about a very special topic which we'll get to in a little bit but first uh let's talk about what we've been playing so because you guys are new rory what kind of stuff do you play slash what have you been playing uh, I've had a bit of a mixed week. So um, my boyfriend and I have been playing a lot of the Stardew Valley uh, multiplayer. Oh my god, yes! How is yes. the multiplayer? It's really good. Um, that's something that we've been waiting for for a really long time since they would kind of announced they were planning on doing that. Yeah. Uh, and it's everything we had hoped it would be and more, basically. Nice. A stunning review, 10 out of 10. Uh, <laughs> there's still some things that I think are opportunities in terms of like design okay. like uh notch being able to share chest loot wait so you, you can't like i can't look in your chest you can't trade it, items or something no you can but like when you go to the dungeon and like you get like chest unlocks like hey this is a new sword or new boots only one of you can get that okay oh okay, okay. you know undecided if it's something i'm crazy about or not but mm. you know so are you it's guys overall being, though like diplomatic about it and like Every yeah, other yeah. one you get. We've basically assigned roles to each other, you know. <laughs> nice. Um, so yeah, a lot of that. Uh, and then, obviously, a lot of World of Warcraft, because it is the three months pre-X-Pack, so that is <laughs> my whole life right now, is th- three hours of WoW a night, and then occasionally another game. Nice. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. Was that, is that, is that all? Um, I started a little bit into Witcher 3 um, since they patched the PS4 Pro version. Mm-hmm. Um, really just to kind of see how it was running because they actually broke it, was it for not PS4 great? Pro. Uh, yeah, when they tried to patch in the HDR, it basically became unplayable. And it took them two to three months before they fixed that patch. How, how loud does your PS4 Pro run? On the Witcher Three, it sounds like I'm playing on an airfield Mm -hmm. uh, during wartime. So is it is it as loud as my PS4 when I play God of War? I don't know. It's pretty loud. I I don't know that I have a proper way of measuring decibels in that frequency. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know that mankind has actually invented something that can pick those sounds up. Fair. That's fair. Okay. But Uh, yeah, mostly just the WoW and Stardew. Cool. 
Uh, what about you, Steve? What, what kind of games do you play, slash what have you been playing? I mean, you know what I play. I've been playing Halo. I've been yeah. playing a lot of the Master Chief Collection, getting ready yeah. to enjoy whatever sort of grand update they're about to do to try to fix the matchmaking and all and that you, good stuff. You are one of the envy I'm one people of, that got into the first flight. I am. I'm one of uh, the secret secret agents of the MC, MCC sort of how, testing. How is that? Uh, it's good. I, I don't know if, how much. I mean, obviously they've gone on Halo Waypoint and uh, talked about sort of the analytics of how the test went. I don't know how much I'm still like. I had to sign a thing where I, you know, like, I'm not supposed to talk about you know like the specifics. But from what I can tell, it's going in the right direction. Nice. Yes. I can't. I can't wait. Steve and I, <laughs> we play Halo a lot. Uh, we have I've played. heard. Yes, that's one of the main games that I I play, and Steve is one of the people that I play with. So that's nice. that's the one of our things. Um, the first. I didn't mean to. Interrupt no, you. go ahead. The first game of Halo I ever played online was at Tristan's house on his huge ass tube TV. It was a giant, like forty-two inch CRT that weighed oh my god, oh my god. at I least three hundred pounds. Jesus. And like, oh, if damn. you got too close to it, you would like get shocked just from the <laughs> static <laughs> that radiated from it. And it was Covenant weapons on midship. It was us as three guests on his live account <laughs> versus a German guy and three of his German guests on their account. And oh it God. was the. I didn't have live at the time, but I had to go home and just. I had to beg my parents. I was only 14 at the time, but I've been hooked, you know, ever since then. So. Wow. I ruined his life, is what he's saying. <laughs> and other than that, I've been puttering around on Kirby's Dream Course on the 3DS. Nice. Oh, how's, how's it on 3DS? It's very good. Yeah. Other than playing with Tyler because he always whoops me. Yeah, yeah, Tyler. <laughs> Tyler and Nate play that game way too much and just wreck everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Danny, how about you? I have been doing a lot of real life stuff recently, but I put a... Isn't real life the worst? Yo, it's so much the worst. I, like, literally come home at, like, 11 o'clock, and I'm like, all I want to do is play games, but hey, I need to I, be- sleep. Before we move on, I saw on Twitter that you listened to Eminem's Lose Yourself for the first time today. Oh, my today. God. Yes. No! Okay, okay, wait, 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 wait. It wasn't my first time listening to it. I have listened to that song before. I mean, okay. I've been in the GR with AJ before. Right. So, I've listened to the song I was going to say, like, how do you not hear that song yeah as a member of american culture it's an academy award-winning song i have listened to it before but i have never listened to it enough to learn the lyrics okay and so i have been listening to it in the hopes of getting some of the lyrics in my head and becoming a a rap lord oh question for you danny are you getting ready for rap battles i'm so ready for a rap battle right now Nice. How would you describe your palms at the moment? Uh, po- my palms are sweaty, needs weak, arms are heavy. There's vomit on my sweater already. It's my thick and creamy mac and cheese. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Coming full circle. So, oh. that's how I feel right now. Uh, okay. About that specifically. So, yeah. And, he said I've never watched 8 Mile, but I've definitely caught, like, at least an hour and a half of it on TV at some point. 
But I haven't like I have never sat down and watched the whole thing. But you lived it, so. Yeah, I've totally <laughs> lived it at this point. Yeah. Yeah, all those underground rap battles. Yeah. Ne- Having sex with Brittany Murphy, I get it. It's fine. Yeah, all the time. Yeah. The early two yeah. thousands were a heady time, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, but I put a Genesis emulator on my computer. Um, so I am playing through one of my favorite games of all time right now, which Rocket is Knight. Rocket Knight. And yeah. I downloaded Sparkster, which is Rocket Knight 2, which released in Japan. Didn't that um, come out on SNES 2, though? I don't I think, know. I think it did. I don't know. Maybe I I'm don't know. Something different. Like, I literally didn't know this game existed until maybe three weeks ago. So uh-huh. I was like, okay, I need to do this thing. So I want to play through and beat Rocket Knight which is very difficult. And then I want to go and play Sparkster the whole way through. Um, so I'm very excited about that. I've still been playing um, Spyro. Last time we spoke, I had like re-gotten it again. This is the, the HD? Oh, that's not out yet. It's not out yet, no. like the. Uh, it's actually on my PS3 because I can't get it on my PS4. So it's mm-hmm. the PS1 versions on my PS3. That I wish I could play on my PS4 because I like the controller way better. Um, so, are you hyped for those HD remasters? I'm so excited for them. Like, Me honestly, too. like I might take off some days off work so that I can really for Spyro, dude. Have yeah, you dude. seen it? It looks so good. I don't know. I played Enter the Spyro Dragon was my it. childhood, dude. I, I don't think I played anything past the first one, which I rented from our local video store from a lady named Peggy. I mean. <laughs> That's Here's the thing, like, Spyro uh-huh. is, like, such my childhood, and then also on, like, 420 when I was in college, what I literally smoked all day and beat Spyro the Dragon, the OG original, at 120%. I got every single gem, every single egg, every collectible, plus the bonus levels. Like, Spyro means so much to me. I can't even describe, and, like, I cried when I saw those trailers. Don't you miss being a kid when you had that kind of free time, and, like, you didn't care about achievements to, like, motivate you to yeah. completion? You were just like, fuck it, I'm going to do really everything. I just really wanted to do it, yeah. I yeah. will 100% get that platinum trophy, though, not going to lie. Oh, 100%. Yeah, I I'm burned that disc out on PS1. That is easily my most played PlayStation 1 game, was so Ripto's good. Rage and Enter the Dragon. Oh, that's such good <clears> games. <throat> or You so, the Dragon. Yeah, I've been playing that. Um, had gotten that emulator. What else? I've still been playing Nier, um, and I ha- I still haven't reached, like, the first credits. Like, I know it's coming, and I know that you can continue to play the game afterwards. Um, and I know, like, this game, like, honestly just keeps getting better and better and better. Like, when I first started playing it, I was like, huh, these are some interesting choices. And now I'm like, oh my god, like, literally this game is a crescendo of just, like, greatness and amazingness and super fun combat and it is just amazing would recommend to everybody who wants to play please get it because it's so good uh and i know that there are twists and turns coming because like everyone who has played it who are like watching me on twitter or like talking to me about it are like did you get to a part yet Mm -hmm. just tell me just tell me when you do so I'm I'm very excited, but trying to keep low expectations, but also just, like, I know it's going to be great. Nice. Um, and let's see what else. Um, Overwatch, 
the like um, anniversary stuff is happening right now, so that's really exciting. Is um, it? Yeah. What, what's the event? Like, how long is that? I I oh. have fallen off of Overwatch so hard right now. I feel bad, but yeah. Um. So, well, a I got tickets to see the Overwatch um, finals that are happening nice. in Barclays Center. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm very excited to go actually in real life and go watch is that um, overwatch league uh, that's official overwatch league it's not part of esl yeah that's overwatch league the grand finals okay yeah it is blizzard overwatch league not esl it hmm. is the blizzard sponsored i wonder what kind of tournament tournament i'm sure they'll have plenty plenty hmm. of people to go yeah oh yeah i'm i'm, I'm so stoked I like bought my tickets the second that they went on pre-sale. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, the Overwatch League or the uh, Overwatch just normal for us plebs Play event out. is like the second anniversary event. Yeah. Um, so it is basically you can play all the seasonal things for all the seasons. So like you can play Lucio Ball. You can <laughs> play um, like the May snowball winter adventure Ugh, thing. Why would play anybody? Retribution. <laughs> I'm just using That's it as so an example. Um, That's code. I mean, you can get your uh, like arcade loot boxes pretty fast right now. Um, hmm. You can play like the capture the flag stuff, and you can also unlock all of the skins that were any seasonal time. Can so, you buy them? Like even the ones that were like pre, you're allowed to buy stuff. I th- I think so, but I'm not sure. I'm trying to get enough gold right now, if that's possible, so that I can get um, Beach McCree. He's like my goal yeah. right now, because um, I really wanted him last summer, and I really want him again this summer. Um, you can, of course, like buy loot boxes like normal, but they're going to be the anniversary loot boxes. Um, but yeah, it, it goes on for like the next two weeks, I want to say. Okay. Um, but yeah, I've been playing a little bit of that, and what else? I know there was something else. Oh, I played more um, Donkey Kong uh, for the Wii. The uh, Donkey Kong Country. Oh, really? Returns. Donkey Kong Country? Okay. Um, it's just so good. I was this close to convincing Will to buying it on 3DS. He <sighs> did. I know. Will, you should still do it. Yeah, that's what I said, but um, he's like, oh. And I've stared very, very longingly at the new World of Warcraft stuff. Yeah. Which drops Excellent. when? Is it live now? The the actual expansion comes out in August. August 14th. The, the next X-Pack. Um, okay. But, like, basically, and Rory started oh, is, to is talk that what X-Pack it. means? Okay. I, yeah, yeah, expansion. I thought you were talking about the wrestler. Yeah. Nice. No, yeah, the next expansion comes in August, which means we're in like pre patch. So -hmm. essentially, there is like a bunch of storyline stuff that you can do, quests, um, like new things that you can unlock. And like, um, you know, sometimes there'll be profession things that you can do, like whatever, like the quote unquote final quests of like this expansion are they make like really easy to complete so that you can feel like you're ready to go into the next expansion it's all like preparedness there might be some new dungeons that came out there might be like new scenarios stuff like that um to get you like really hyped and make you want to buy it love it um so yeah i i've been like oh man 
How did you guys like? I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Uh, how did you guys like uh, Legion's pre-patch event with the invasions? Did you guys do those? I did. And, I mean, we'll definitely get more into this because, spoiler alert, topic of show is going to be a World of Warcraft. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, I personally, when I was playing WoW much more seriously, well, when I was playing WoW in general, I... I don't think I could ever not play it seriously. And so I was already always at an eye level. Your your equipment level is, is your eye level. Um, I was always at like a gear level where it didn't really matter for me to do the pre-patch stuff. Um, so like I would do like a couple of the quests to get like some of the cooler items. Um, but I never really like... I never got drawn into that stuff. Um, some I, I would do the quests for the lore so that I would like know what's going on, so that it would make the expansion more exciting. Um, so I wasn't really super into the invasions. Uh, I did some of them. Um, it, it, it's weird. I kind of like to go in just with the full experience when a new X pack happens. Um, yeah. Usually in this sort of end of a life of an expansion like we're in now with Legion, it's usually the time where I focus more on catching up mm-hmm. uh, and less on like pre-patch content. So this is usually the time where I go after achievements or, you know, if I haven't done certain hallmarks or if I, like to Danny's point, need to up my item level or, you know, look at gear. That's usually what I spend this three months doing. Yeah. And less on the pre-patch sort of like things like the invasions. Yeah, I think it's really um, like the one thing that I can remember from the the pre-patch stuff is like especially if you have multiple characters, um, it's a really useful time to yeah. get the other characters that aren't your main character like really leveled up or really geared out or like um, get your profession levels up, um, like. Like with what Rory was saying, like it's a nice time to kind of like prepare yourself and get yourself ready for the next stuff. Also, sorry, my cat is like destroying a, a bag or something, so she's being a little loud. And I That's apologize. fine. She's cool. Nice. Yeah. But cool. What have you been playing, Tris? Uh, well, so last weekend I kind of played Halo and COD till my eyes bled. <laughs> I- I think that I probably spent at least 13 hours between Saturday and Sunday just <laughs> shooting dudes. Uh, whatever. So it was awesome. Uh, but then I had to travel to Boston for work, which really limited my gaming. But uh, I did play two games. Um, one is Bloodstained Curse of the Moon, which is um, the stretch goal for the Kickstarter for Bloodstained Ritual of the Night, which is like a Castlevania Symphony of the Night inspired game. Uh, And this is like a retro demake, like OG Castlevania type thing. Uh, And it's very, very fucking Castlevania. Like the music is on point. All the enemies are on point. The movements, it's all super Castlevania. And it's super hard. Um, Will's going to like that. I don't know that Will would like that because with old Castlevania games, 
They're often hard because the movement is so restrictive that it feels unfair at times. Mm. And as somebody, I, I don't know that he was like super into that retro of gaming. I don't know that he, he would definitely be into like the actual Bloodstained game when it comes out. That's like actually like Symphony of the Night because that's much more accessible. Got it. Yeah. But this one is just like, you know, I've, I've played all the old Castlevania games. So like I have a in, invested interest in it. But if I didn't, I don't know that I would go to it. Uh, but it's also only ten bucks, so can't really go wrong. Can't yeah. beat that. That's yeah. nice. It's cool though. Um, and what, what platform? Uh, it's on everything. Oh, nice. Except for 3DS right now. Got delayed for 3DS, but oh, it's on. That surprises me. I, f- I feel like it would be a really good 3DS game. Uh, it will be uh, when it comes out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I played it on Switch because I was I was doing the travels. Nice. And then also uh, I started playing uh, Moonlighter, which. Can you I guess talk I, about it yet? I can talk about it because by the time this goes live, the NDA will be expired. Um, it expires mm-hmm. on Monday, and that's when we go live. So, so I have been playing. After we're done recording specifically, I'm going to tweet, quote, everything you say right yeah, now. Yeah, definitely <laughs> yeah, do that. 100%. Great. Definitely do that and get me totally sued. It's awesome. Great. Love yeah. it. Uh, but yeah, I've been playing Moonlighter, which... If anybody listens to the cast regularly, they know like we are so excited. About we have been very hyped for that oh, game since PAX two years ago. Incredible. Yeah, I mean uh, everything that I played at PAX, and I can openly talk about this and tweet about this at this moment because um, I don't have a review copy. It, it it's so glorious. It plays yeah. so well. Like all of the artwork is very gorgeous. The animations are super smooth and fluid. Um, what we played at PAX, like this past time that we went, uh, this most recent time, like everything was way more fleshed out than it was um, when we played it just a year before. Right. Um, like there's like a weapon upgrade tree and like the entire system for like actually selling your wares is really cool. Yeah. Like, and then like going dungeoning at night is a very like. The, the way that you navigate through the rooms is very, like, uh, Binding of Isaac meets, like, Stardew Valley. It's very, like, but, like link, link to the Past if it was a roguelike, but also hard as balls. Yeah. It is it very so hard good. in your experience? It's, so it starts on the hard difficulty, and then there's a very hard, which I haven't started, but mm-hmm. you kind of... It starts off very hard, but I've started to kind of gain momentum as I've been able to build up my gear and stuff. Um, but the grind in that game is just so addictive in a way that kind of like I feel Stardew Valley is addictive, where yeah. you you do all this stuff and then you're like, okay, let me do one more run. Okay, let me do one more run. I have time for one more. And it just, mm-hmm. you keep on doing it because the... The dungeon crawling is fine and awesome in its own right. You know, the combat feels awesome, but the whole mechanic of the economy mm-hmm. uh, and and selling stuff and setting your own prices and, and gauging how the community feels about those prices, just it's very fun to engage in that. So Nice. Yeah. It, how it, long have you been playing it so far? I'm about five, four or five hours in, cool. and in that time, I'm still on the first dungeon. Like, that game, wow. it's, very, it's very grindy. But every time you go into the dungeons, because there's five, dun- there's four dungeons, four main dungeons in the game. But every time you go into it, it's a random regenerated seed. 
Yeah. So it's it's always a bit different. Um, you know, the template's kind of the same, and the enemies will be the same, but it's always like a different layout and, and different reward and different loot. Nice. Um, so kind of it keeps you coming back for yeah. sure. Um, yeah, I'm digging it. I I do wish that I was playing it on Switch. I feel like it would be a great Switch game. So I, I definitely it is will... coming to Switch eventually. We just don't have yeah they don't have an official date yet. So yeah, I was going to ask date. that if when it was coming to Switch was announced yet. No, there's Mm-mm. it's delayed. Um, it comes out I believe on Tuesday for um, yes. Xbox One and PS4. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, Switch is TBD. But like honestly, I feel like you it's the type of game, especially if you're someone who's into Stardew Valley or any kind of roguelite. Uh, it's worth double dipping it's for so sure. Worth it's it's so very worth it's a very good game so far. I'm very excited about it. Yeah. Um, that's really all I've been playing because I was really gone. So, with that, let's just move into the news. Oh, God. I thought I no, thought I'm without just... Antonio for a week we'd be able to. Mm. Anyways, that's In... my new song. <laughs> In the world of PlayStation, oh you're banned from my life. <laughs> Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Okay, in the world of PlayStation, God of War has officially surpassed 5 million sales within the first month of release, which I believe makes it the fastest-selling first-party Sony title of all time. What? Of all time? I think so. That surprises me. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I mean... Yeah, no, I think it is. That is a well-deserved win on their part. Yeah. That is an incredible game. It's pretty good. Oof. I mean... All I'm hearing from that is Microsoft better have a stellar software lineup at E3 mm. if they want it. Hopefully, yeah. I mean, if this if the Walmart leaks supposedly are true, which they're <laughs> looking like they're probably going to be, it's E3's looking much more in their favor than it is Sony's in terms mm. of software lineup. Yeah, I feel like Sony's E3, like I have said before, it's going to be a lot of repeat showings. Yeah. Uh, on the contrary, I've heard. Detroit Beyond Human has been kind of a steamer since, like all of the all of the primary reviews I've seen haven't been super great on it. Uh, yeah, well, very... I I played it at PAX and mm-hmm. it was like it was all right, but it didn't like capture me. Like yeah. it's, some of some of the things that they're doing graphically are really cool. Like their motion capture is probably some of the best that I've ever seen, but that doesn't draw me to a game right so yeah i've heard that the story is very cheesecake factory i could definitely see that yeah uh and it's also like the story is designed in a way where this hatred of android mimics a lot of the racial problems that have gone on in american history and it, it doesn't give any reference to that and it yeah. just treats it as its own thing, which a lot That's of people a missed find opportunity, very, very sure. offensive. Yeah, but no, what the hell? Neither here nor there. Uh, quality of the game of, wise, I've I've heard that it's just not great. With that game and that studio in particular, like even their past games, like uh, Heavy Rain, I think was theirs as well. Um, they're just yeah, very heavy games, and they, I think, when you have a game where the content of like the story is that heavy, you need some sort of release valve. 
yeah. which I don't know that they've ever managed. No, they just... There's definitely games that have really good sort of heavy stories, but those games are usually balanced by a way to make you want to play and not just turn it off and cry. Yeah. yeah, right? Yeah, that's the thing with those games is like, they're just tense, 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 and then barely resolve. There's no, there's no like wind down. There's no let go. There's no, there's no not a happy or... ending, but like, give me relief. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean like, for as much as I know Tristan will say, I don't agree because of this game. Like, I just think of, like, The Last of Us. Like, I know, I know, but it's, like, it's, like, pretty serious and, like, also really sad. And But if you want... But I think that they give you that, like, breathing room and those moments of, like, wow, this is really beautiful. Like, this is such a nice, like, moment. Right. Um, And also, like, yeah. Like, even just the demo I played was just, like... You are RoboCop. Go in there. Look yeah. at all the things. And it's going to be really annoying to actually click on things because we're making this very hard rain also. Hope <laughs> you like QTEs. <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, oh, my God. All the decisions uh, yeah. you make will affect everything else. Like, I get it, you know? Yeah. Just let, let it be a fun experience. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, moving on. Uh, a team compromised of former Wolfenstein and Bulletstorm devs has opened a new studio called Neon Giant, where they hope to make a large impact for the Swedish game development. I don't know why Tony put that in PlayStation News, but... I don't know okay. either, but YOLO. YOLO swag 420 Tony. Uh, peripheral maker mean. Scuff Gaming made a PS4 Pro controller with the following features. It looks exactly like an Xbox controller. Yeah, no, they yeah, made an Xbox controller that had the PlayStation face buttons and yeah. could interface with the PS4. Yeah, it's exactly the same thing. Uh, it does have removable face plates. Um, nice. Yeah, and uh, yada, 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 removable vibration modules. I don't know why you would just not disable vibration in your game. I don't know why you need a module for that. But uh, yeah, that's all we have for PlayStation news. Let's move on to Nintendo. Uh, Nintendo has applied for a new N64 trademark, leading many to speculate uh, the N64 classic is a real thing. (laughs) I don't know that that's true. I mean, I would love for that to be true. Yeah. But I'm not going to hold my breath. I I think that, I have said this before, I think that the jump from graphical quality in snes to n64 is so hard to emulate that i'm not sure that they could put that package together and keep it in a price range that competes with the older ones yeah i agree but we'll see could be i think it's wonders go ahead oh yeah go for it not go nuts i was gonna say part of me wonders if they do do the n64 where they draw the line where they stop yeah like if they do n64 do they do gamecube you know, like, where where's yeah. that line end? At, at some point, just that processing power no longer becomes budget line, which is what those products are meant to be, you know? Exactly. And also, like, I feel like with Nintendo and SNES, they had much stronger first-party lineups. Like, by the time they hit N64, they were very reliant on third parties, and that would cost them a lot of money to mm-hmm. get licensing for all those games, yeah. which would then translate into the console itself. So... And that's what makes me a little skeptical of the N64 yeah. um, 
over the SNES and the NES. Yeah. It'd be cool if it happens. I hope they do it, and I hope they do, like, different SKUs so I can get, like, a transparent green one. Oh, yeah. that would be so nice. Yeah. Those are I want that purple. I always wanted that transparent orange one. So cool. Uh, let's see. Nintendo is now selling a cheaper Switch in Japan. Uh, it does not come with a dock, um, a Joy-Con grip, an AC adapter, or HDMI cable, but it is priced at uh, 24,980 yen, which I believe comes out to about 250 bucks USD. Um, that is not currently in the US for plan, but if it's in Japan, I can see it happening. Um, especially if they have like that stretch goal of getting one switch per person in a house which is what they've said i don't know if i see that happening but we'll see uh capcom announced resident evil 7 for switch in japan but it's only streamable what yeah yeah it's like it streams from the cloud which to me says like we're putting this out there but it's kind of to beta test the technology we don't actually care that resident evil 7 is on the switch we just want to see how this works and then maybe they'll move forward with that um mario tennis aces the demo for is live to download for the tournament edition um that goes live on june 1st at 9 p.m eastern and runs to june 4th uh 3 a.m eastern so you can kind of get a taste of of what Mario Tennis to look like. Nice. Yeah. I'm, I'm is that going to have a multiplayer function? Yeah, it is online. Uh, it's an online nice. tournament mode. So I think it just groups you up with like a bunch of people and then you kind of battle it out, which will be cool. And I'll just totally get wrecked by people that are way better than me. But I will beat Will, and that's my only goal in life is to beat Will <laughs> yeah. at Mario Tennis because he thinks he can beat me for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, and lastly, and I'm glad Danny's here because I wanted to talk about it last week, but. Mm-hmm. Will and Antonio suck. Um, Tell me. The rumored Pokemon Let's Go, uh, which is the Eevee and, and Pikachu heavy edition, uh, mm-hmm. is rumored to focus on Kanto and possibly take place in the region and only feature those Kanto-specific Pokemon. Nice. Uh, as all four of us are pretty seasoned Pokemon players, what do you what do you think of... I know we don't really talk about rumors very often, but... What do you think of the idea of a return to Kanto and a Pokemon for Switch? I mean, Pokemon for Switch, 10 out of 10, I'm totally down. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Going back to the Kanto region Mm -hmm. and only having the Pokemon there, Mm -hmm. I feel like is kind of a missed opportunity for them. But I understand Mm -hmm. why they're trying to do it. Like, it doesn't make me not excited, Mm -hmm. but... They have such a large lexicon that they can yeah. fall into. Like, I've gone back to Kanto now. Like, they've re-released Red and Blue. Yeah. They've re-released like things like Soul Silver and Heart Gold. Like, yeah, but I mean, Red and like Fire Red and Leaf Green were two thousand four. So that's fourteen years ago now. Yeah. So, like, at what point does a re-release? become or like that's that's a almost as long of a time between the original and that remake as the remake and what this is so is you know i'm totally down to return to that and they could always do what they did in fire red where they like added the extra islands so you could get the newer Mm -hmm. pokemon afterwards um 
I think it's an interesting choice for the Switch debut. Yeah. I think a return to blue and red in a newer engine mm. would be a really cool sort of secondary Pokemon game, but to make their, like, debuting on the Switch, which, as soon as they announced the Switch, that was everyone's first question, which was, when are we going to get a Pokemon game right. on the Switch? Yeah. Yeah. But to make that, you know, a, a return to that, and we don't necessarily know yet if that's more of in the vein of uh, Omega, Ruby, Alpha, Sapphire, where it's really revamped, mm-hmm. or if it's more of a, you know, classic version of that. Yeah. But I think it's an interesting choice to go old school. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that... Uh... I think this first entry, it, it makes a lot of sense for them to do that because it's it's easy to design that, especially if they're just using like uh, an HD version of the Sun and Moon engine. Mm-hmm. It, it's a quick turnaround. And I've seen, I remember seeing those rumored screenshots of like the, it, it looked like an up-res version of Sun and Moon where he was surfing in what looked like the, the sea route between Pallet Town and Cinnabar Island. And I remember losing my mind at that. So... That kind of gives a little uh, relevance to, to the rumor for sure, but like, I'd be I'd be totally down to go back to Kanto. I think. Yeah, I oh was... for sure. Like for me, that's all I want. You know. Yeah. Hey, what were you gonna say, Steve? I was gonna say, well, imagine you know how like in the Fire Red and Leaf Green games, you it was a remake where you it where the game sort of mirrored like Ash's journey, like in the anime. Like what if, what if what if in this game it didn't mirror, you know, yeah. Ash's, you know, journey through the Kanto region, you know? It's like, like its own self-contained thing. Yeah, you know, obviously yeah. the gyms are their levels and you get these badges and these in this order, but what if the story was a little different, you know? Right, yeah. I mean, who knows, you know? I'm also, I'm also curious to see, like, do they return to a form of classic gym badge? Like, because mm-hmm. in Sun and Moon, it was it was the the trials thing, which was a totally a different thing, which was very hit or miss. The people personally, I didn't like it. I mm. very much prefer the traditional beat the gym leader, get get your badge thing. I, I think that's a I think that's a novel pillar of of Pokemon, and I don't see how they would do the Kanto region without that. Because yeah, that'd be a, a lot. It's a lot of trials. I mean, so looking a little bit at some of the rumors that at least I've seen, right? I mean, I think you guys talked about it last week, too, about having HM Beasts versus sort of HM Slaves. Right. Um, <laughs> which <laughs> I'm all for. I mean, I'm all for, you know, having the HM Beasts. Yeah. No, I, I think it streamlines the game so well. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, the rumor is... That there would be a, a reveal for it before the end of May, which we're fastly approaching that. So yeah, if, so if they were gonna a, say something, it would be next week. We got a couple days, friends. Yeah. and if not, I would say we should just expect to hear something about it at E3. But with the way that I think they'll they'll focus on Smash Bros at E3, I don't think they would want to steal the thunder away from that. Yeah, by talking about Pokemon. But we'll see. Um. Where did my notes go? Xbox State of Decay has already seen over a million players within the first two days of its release. I go. haven't had a chance. I downloaded it last night when I got home, but I haven't had a chance to get into it yet. But uh, I have like four or five friends on my my friends list that have been playing it like nonstop since 
they got early access to it. So, wow, seems like a much needed entry in in Xbox's have yeah. fun library. You know? Yes, <laughs> so. definitely. It's something that they are lacking a little bit right now. Uh, industry news: Ubisoft announced their games lineup for E3, including The Division Two, For Honor, Skull and Bones, which is that Assassin's Creed ship battles without the rest of Assassin's Creed in it. Yeah. Uh, Starlink Battletees, which is the the like toys to life spaceship game, which mm-hmm. I thought was going to be. It's dead kind in the of water. like Skylanders, right? It was like Skylanders, but with spaceships. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I did see that. Aren't we a little late for that? That's, that's yeah, that was my thought, is like, this fad, I feel like, has... I think Amiibo's the only person that can maintain it. I don't know, Skylanders is still putting out new content. They are, Uh, but it's like a very specific demographic that's already been tapped. Are they? Yeah. They're still making Skylanders games? Yes, they are. Who? (laughs) Why? Children. Yeah. Children. But most importantly, they are going to show Beyond Good and Evil 2. Which, uh, yes. They announced. I actually got an email today because uh, I'm part of the little Project Monkey thing that said they were going to have a, a private playable demo at E3, uh, which I think means that they're going to have that at E3 and they're going to announce a release date for the public beta um, so that people can get in and try it. And I'm really fucking excited for that. There you game. go. Yeah. BRB buying a plane ticket. Us. Uh, nah, I don't want to stay in line for that. I'll wait. Um. <laughs> Steam released a an app for iOS that allowed you to stream your Steam games to your phone. Uh, Apple approved and then swiftly rejected their Steam Link app, citing business conflicts with app guidelines as the reason. Oh um, my goodness. Just let me play the games. Yeah, I, I think it's... <sighs> honestly, I don't know why they would do it, other than Apple app wants to capitalize. Yeah, but whatever. It's fine. Disappointing, uh, but not surprising. Yeah. Confirming the rumors that I pointed out last week, Best Buy discontinued their popular gamer unlocked programs. You can no longer get the twenty percent off on on games there. Um, yeah. I think people with active accounts are kind of grandfathered until they expire, but they will not get the option to renew, which I think probably suggests like Amazon will do away with theirs too pretty quick. Probably, yeah. There's not going to be a competition about it. Uh, GTA Five hit ninety five million in sales across all platforms to date. I have no idea why, because it is boring as... <laughs> yeah, I, I am not a GTA Steve and I tried playing that last week, and it's just so impenetrable. Sensory overload. There's nothing... There's so much to do that there ends up being nothing to do. Yep. Yeah. Bring, give me Red Dead already. Yeah. So. <laughs> just, hey, E3, we're probably going to see a, a good amount of Red Dead there. So. Mm, nah, I, Rockstar usually doesn't do... Uh, E3 related stuff. They kind of do their own thing. And like, I don't like to share credit. But anyways, moving on. Uh, Epic Games announced they'll be providing a hundred million dollars in esports prizes for the 2018-19 season uh, for Fortnite. Nice. No details beyond that have been announced. Though Epic says they are coming. Oh my god, Tony, this is the worst worded. I can't believe you published that sentence. <laughs> oh my goodness, uh, Tony. I think what he's saying is there's a lot of money that Epic Games is putting out there uh, for Fortnite, and people are going to win it. Sure. Nice. GG, <laughs> Tony. Uh, last thing I have is to give more credit to the Walmart leak. Um, 
past you know Rage 2 and, and kind of Bethesda coming out and confirming it, Traveler's Tales teased a release for Lego DC Villains because they're still making those games. <laughs> um, I don't know why, but... Uh, can we talk about Lego for a second? Mm, so, yeah. Briefly. So they're doing Lego Incredibles, yep. which is really just a reskin of either the Marvel or the DC games. Take your pick. It's, mm-hmm. No one in Incredibles has a power set that they haven't I, explored. I don't get how they can... Like, the thing with all the Lego games so far is they have very large rosters of, of characters, and Incredibles has one movie so far and, like, eight dudes. So how do you... <laughs> Like, where's yeah. the variety? Like, playing as Lego Edna Mode isn't really going to be, like, a revelatory gaming experience. Uh, I would play that game on its own. Give me Lego Edna Mode. I'll pay $60, special edition. But here's the thing. So they're doing Incredibles, right? They just came off the heels of their not-very-good Lego Marvel 2. And then they're doing Lego DC Villains. Like, right. the last three to four Lego games have all been effectively the same game. With just a reskin of what character and bad voiceover they use, right? I don't know. I don't know. I I have been off board with Lego games since they started giving them voices. <laughs> they lost a lot of their charm when they started trying to mimic yeah. the media. But I, who am I? I don't know. Anyways, uh, that's all I got for news. So. Let's move on to the topic of show, which is Stupid World of Warcraft. Now, excuse me? I would like to point oh, out. You're doing it dirty, right? I now. would like to point out that I have tried with each and every single one of you individually to get <laughs> into that stupid game. You have all spent time one on one trying to convince me that this game is worth my time, and you've all failed. So yeah. I want to know why it's great. Go. Well? Where where should we start? Um, I feel like I feel like just very broadly, World of Warcraft is a fundamentally can be kind of whatever game you want it to be, which like it's just so huge. Um, there's so many things that you can do in it. There's so many different ways of playing and there's not necessarily a correct way of playing um it can be a very social game it can be a very solo game um you can play it so that you just make a lot of money in real life and otherwise or you can play it for glory um i don't know i i think that for me i was drawn to world of warcraft when i was in kind of a very low part of my life and so wow has like a very special connotation with me of being able to like meet a lot of like-minded people not necessarily who are also kind of low in their lives but like who also really like games and like nerdy things and like this was before like tumblr existed or like like, I, before I was on Reddit, like, this was the place where I learned, like, oh, yeah, there are nerds that are like me out there. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And so, for me, like, that that social aspect and the idea of, like, being able 
to do things that I enjoy doing with a sense of togetherness was really important for me. Um, and, like, I gotta say, like, the, the actual game itself, especially, like, leveling, I'm not terribly into. Um, like, I think that, like, leveling your character is one of the most boring things that you can do, and I know that that's blasphemy for some people because they love it. Um, What's the level cap now in, like, full... One, 110, 120? It's 110 currently in Legion, and it will be 120 come Battle for Azeroth. Yeah. Hmm. So, like, I remember when the level cap was 60. <laughs> like, I was yeah. playing when the level cap was 60. Like, so, this 2000 2008. You, you guys are all, like, decade-long players. I know Steve's yeah. been playing since, like, middle school We'd days. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I've been playing since, like, early high school. I don't get it but uh tell me about the new expansion that's coming out what's different why why should i care oh yeah so uh so the new expansion coming out in august is expansion number seven for those keeping count uh it is battle for azeroth and the big thing for this one seems to be a refocus on the sort of uh dual faction conflict the last couple expansions uh, being Warlords of Draenor, Legion, and to an extent Mists of Pandaria, focus very much on sort of uh, the two factions of the game, the Horde and the Alliance, kind of working together for common interest, um, which kind of stepped away from sort of the traditional tropes of WoW, um, which were very kind of, you know, east side, west side, um, <laughs> Eastern Kingdoms, Kalimdor, you know, however you yeah. want to do it. Um, sharks, bloods. jets. Yes. Um, and this is kind of returning to a lot of that. Tupac versus Biggie. Yeah, exactly. You know, to bring Storm it back to like, rap battles. Um, I mean, there's sort of a larger plot going on. Um, there's, I mean, not to get too in the grains, it seems like this expansion is going to focus a lot on some of the deeper lore stuff that's been sort of speculated about but never really covered in some of the other expansions specifically around like the old gods which are a sort of sort of background entity in the game they never make a whole lot of direct presence outside of a couple key raids um so it looks like they're going to explore some sort of more deep lore how much, as well as how much do you guys this. actually <clears throat> care about the lore at this point like, because at some point it's it just becomes like a Marvel film where it's like they just yeah. got to keep tacking stuff on for well, the sake of I making think, money. I think like very similarly to Marvel films, there's a lot of different like storylines that circle around each other and like mm -hmm. are kind of reoccurring. Like um, one but doesn't of it often feel like stuff's just happening for the sake of having it happen instead of like a rhyme or reason i'd say yes and no like definitely 100 percent that happens in the game but like one of the most exciting things about like legion for example that came out was like all of the lore around like illidan and like mm -hmm. him coming back and like we haven't seen him in like a pivotal role since like bc so that was like a burning crusade which was probably like 2008 um and so, like, for me, having played that expansion, like, ten years ago, 
having now like characters that like I had forgotten about and like bosses from like old raids coming back and like being a part of the storyline again. I was like, oh my God, I remember you. Like this feels really familiar and cool. And like, yeah, I want to know more. Like that was more exciting to me than like a, a new Pandarian land or like new characters that are coming out. I th- like, but they, at the same time, they put a good balance into it, I think. Um, mm-hmm. Where it's like, you can get really excited about the lore, and I feel like having a surface level understanding of what's happening in the story is important to just like enjoy the quests that you're doing, um, right. especially when you're leveling. But like, also isn't necessary. But for someone who is like super into it, like they go hard. Like they have some really exciting like, uh, like honestly, I think equating it to like comic book level like arcing storylines is not too far off like no not at all that's that sounds exactly right um <clears throat> it's just like a dungeon dungeons and dragons comic instead of right a, a superhero comic and i mean i'm definitely one of those people that gets into the lore but i think it does depend right like when um missa pandaria came out like that's that's the expansion that I really got into, like, the lore and was really interested in. Um, and then Warlords of Draenor, you know, I just, the story wasn't super interesting for me. But I think to, you know, Danny's point, it's like a comic book run, right? Like, I could be really into this comic book run of, like, you know, you know the New 52 for DC or, you know, like a Guardians of the Galaxy comic run. But then the next sort of big world event happens and I'm less interested in it. Right. Right. Yeah. Steve, why do you play? Do you play for the lore? Do you play for the levels? Do you play for the the lore? Well, lately it's been I've been playing for the mounts. Uh, <laughs> you don't have my life yeah. right now. Oh my god. I've been Give playing me a good for the mount Uh but I could probably answer your question. I mean you're like, why should I play WoW? And I mean like like we've all said, we've been playing for like, you know, ten plus years or whatever. The game has changed a lot since then. I think the game was at its best in Wrath of the Lich King. Um, because, what, what well, expansion was that for that the was, uninitiated? Um, that that was be... about 2012. Okay. No, that was 2008. No, no, that's Cataclysm. Yeah. This was at yeah. This was at the level 80 cap. So this is yeah. the second. Expansion. What is what is the gap between like how many years do they usually go before they release a new expansion? Usually about usually two, two now. Okay. Yeah. Two to three. Okay. So up until Wrath of the Lich King, at the end of the Wrath of the Lich King is when they finally introduced the uh, dungeon group finder and queuing for a dungeon. Mm. And before that, thank the Lord. <laughs> see, <laughs> oh my God. I don't know how oh. I I don't know how I totally <laughs> feel about it because that sense of togetherness I think kind of waned a little bit because before then you had to do these heroic dungeons to get. Uh, tokens to buy gear that would gear you up to get you ready for the raids mm-hmm. and uh you know so mind you also at this time there wasn't the big server merges so you had smaller communities smaller server communities that really knew each other and we knew all the guilds on our servers yeah. we knew everyone mm-hmm. on the other if you played on especially if you played on pvp server 
Oh uh, yeah. The uh, the uh, and as an aside, there was a rumor that the guy from Owl City was playing on the Horde side. He was the <laughs> remover, the rogue. So I don't know if that's true. That that kind of puts you in the time period of like. Yep. 2009, 2010. I but played, anyways, I literally played with the bass, the bass guitarist of Cartel. Did you really? Yes, I did. Chroma, that's that album. Like Cartel. Uh, so good. But anyway, continue. I, I think that the ex- you you hear us getting excited about like this MMO experience of you know togetherness and all that, and I, I think that it, it may have just been because we were playing at such formative years. But I, mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to be easy for them to ever recapture sort of what I experienced having to make friends on the server, you yeah, know, right. and having to collectively, you know, cause we're because we're all... Because now it's just so easy to be thrown in with, with yeah, randos. Yeah, you can, like, get into a, a pug group of whatever at any point. Like, you can click a button and get into a queue that will let right. you into the raid, like... Uh, to a but, specific boss in the raid, you can just be like, oh, I just yeah. need to do Gul'dan. Yep. Has, Let me just pop into looking for raid for this one exact boss and then pop out. Yeah. Has Blizzard ever, like, acknowledged that that sense of loss from, from the they, main game? They have. Like, they have, um, specifically in, like, their endgame content for PvP, they have, like, um, conquest versus armor. It, it's basically, like... A distinction between the casual WoW player and the hardcore WoW player. Um, So they they do kind of build in those systems, um, but it's it's definitely not to the point of like uh, like with what Steve was saying before. Like before, like in in this, like you would run to a dungeon, like Mm -hmm. or to an instance, go to the summoning stone. And you would summon your whole 40-person raid one person at a time and hope that someone else from your raid got there at the same time you did so that, like, you two could summon everyone. Like, right. And hope was... that everyone had fire-resist gear and yes. everyone was attuned for the dungeon that had, had their attunements, that had already done the past dungeons, you know, the past raids. Yeah. So how, how close to old WoW experiences was the Leroy Jenkins video. Was that, like, real life for you guys? That was in Classic, wasn't it? Um. Yeah. Yeah. Because that was Blackrock? That was Blackrock Temple, yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. I mean, that, that situation happens a lot. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I mean, if you, so if you analyze that scenario, right, and this is kind of the infamous, for those of you that don't know, like, the infamous Leroy Jenkins moment, uh, basically breaks... Jenkins! Yeah, basically breaks down into a group of, I think it's like a dozen people, basically standing around talking about what seems like really boring minutiae. It's like, okay, do you have this equipped? Do you have this? And then who's got oh, this? Are we recapping Leroy Jenkins right now? Yes, we are. Well, yeah, but <laughs> like, kind of plays into what we're talking about. <laughs> a team, go to this part of the whelps. B team, go to here. Yeah. Healers, make sure you've got you know your pillar of light on this person. And, that, blah, and blah. That, that's the kind of stuff that I felt like would have gotten me interested yeah, but I never got that sense from playing with any of you guys that that was, and I think like that's the Steve the way Steve put it is like that that was lost. I think I, I just missed the boat. Well, that's well, that's very much like rating end game content. Like that's the part of stuff that of WoW that I really love. Mm-hmm. Like I used to do like raid leading and was like an officer in a bunch of raids. Like literally, like 
if I am playing WoW, like, I am working my ass off so that I can raid at a high level. Um, Because that is where I enjoy the game the most, is, like, working with a 10 to 25-person team and, Mm -hmm. like, ripping through and progressing through, like, the most challenging teamwork puzzles ever. Like, Mm -hmm. uh, and that's, like, literally what these encounters are, is it's, like, especially going into them blind, which is super fun, like, when a raid first drops and you're like, okay, like, no one look up anything, like, let's see how far we can get, just, like, trying to figure it out. Yeah, you also have to think about, too, like, when these raids first came out, like, Classic was, like, what, 2004 through 2007? Yeah. We didn't have things like Wowhead. We didn't have things... You know, even the internet as itself What's was Wowhead? kind of... Uh, Wowhead uh, is basically, like, a wiki for oh. World of Warcraft and also, like, has, like, basic strategy tips and things like that. It's way less cool it's than like what I was imagining. It's like a glossary. <laughs> <laughs> so you can look up, like, certain items or quests and be like, oh, okay, I want this item. I have to do this quest, which turns into this quest, which turns into this quest... And then I so have like, to turn in that item to get this one, and then get this currency, and then I can get this raptor egg. Okay. Yeah. But people can also comment on things, too. So there'll be, like, a certain topic or a certain item or a certain quest, and people will have full conversations and, like, how they did one thing yeah. or another. But and that they'll can be, be like, I found this at these coordinates on TomTom, which is an add-on. And, mm-hmm. like, you don't yeah. have to go searching for a mystery object anymore because you know exactly where it is. Right. Like, but back in the day, we didn't have that, or that didn't exist. You know, that wasn't a thing that was just, oh, well, let's just Google this, you know, the day it releases. Right. You know, those paths were forged by people basically having to make mistakes until they figured it out. Yeah, or ask a stranger. Like, I remember the first mm-hmm. time that I saw someone in Agrimar with a Venomhide Ravisaur, and I was like, holy shit, where did you get that mount? And they were like, go to her again. Talk to this guy. It's going to take you a month. Give him all the leather. Mm-hmm. Like, you're going to be really happy. And I did it. Like, it was amazing. Is there any difference in the mounts other than aesthetic? Um, like, do they actually there do used anything? To be. There are some unique mounts. Um, like, mm-hmm. there are two people mounts that are difficult to craft in the game. Like a tandem mount. There are four mount. people mount now. Oh, fuck. Are you kidding me? I gotta go back that to That brain wild. mount or whatever. Oh, uh, so, real quick, not to yeah, dive ahead. off real quick. The new expansion pack has a Brontosaurus mount that has an auction house on the mount, uh, and it's five million gold. Oh my god! Is that a lot of gold? That is a ton of gold. How, like, like how that long? Is an obscene amount. How long would you have to play to to farm that much gold? Um, it depends I, on what profession you are. Um, at my height, it, in WoW, of like, I was potioning and jewel crafting which is very lucrative. Um, I probably had on me like 2 million gold at one point and was like I've never had 2 million gold ever. I've ever seen. But hey, money talks. I mean, a wow token, 20 bucks, you can sell it for 200,000 gold. I mean, yep. hey. That's 500 real dollars. Hey, to get that yeah. I mean, if you yeah. want that brontosaurus, the yeah. easy way. Oh my lord! Yeah, I mean, so. in, in the Brontosaurus' defense, it does have an auction house built on it. So yeah, so like you, know. you are going to be like a a lord. Like there are probably entire guilds that like pool all their money together and do not have that much gold. That's nuts. Yeah, 
Like this is like uh, this is like the private jet plane. This is made of, for like wow. the hardest of the hardcore. Yeah. Currently, I think the most expensive mount is about two million, and it's uh, a really nice, but just kind of unnecessary spider. Really nice spider, yeah. It's a, it's a really nice spider. spider. But here's the thing. So the thing about like the mounts, right, is part of it is you know the rewarding feeling from getting it, yeah. and then part of it, like half the half the experience of a mount is then taking it to a capital city and just strutting just around literally like you like own AFK everything and being like, yeah, bitch. Yeah, I do literally just now. walking around uh, Dalaran, just being like, oh, what's this? Oh, is this my heavenly golden cloud serpent? Oh, I, yes, it is. <laughs> I did grind for this. Thank oh, you. Oh, there you go. yep. The status. The status. Yeah, you basically stunt on everyone. Uh, it's true. Infinite time reaper. Uh, yeah, so, exactly. Uh, so, you know, I've, I've said, like, I, I feel like I missed the boat. Uh, and, I, and like in the same way that Grand Theft Auto just feels so impenetrable, yeah. I think that WoW for me is also the same way, just because it's come so far and there's so much different than like old WoW, which is why the classic servers that are coming out interest me. Nope, don't. Is that don't something that I should potentially no don't do it pursue, because or am I gonna hate that too? You're gonna hate that. A, the armor isn't nearly as cool as it looks in this one. B, you won't be playing with any of us. See, um, honestly, there's like, there's so much charm in classic WoW for me because mm-hmm. I played that, but for someone who's never played WoW, like it's going to be like going back to the first Jack and Daxter. Like in theory, it's Wait really Wait a minute, great. that game is really good. Yeah. Okay. But like <laughs> if you'd never played anything before, like any yeah. of those, like it's not going to be fun. No, I, th- I think part of it is the game, despite the differences in sort of community that we've talked about, the game has physically only gotten better. Yeah. In terms of, like, the mechanics. Despite uh, the things that you say that it's lost. Yes. Yeah. And including just, like, your, like, the character uh, abilities, like, the balance between the characters. Like, if you go back to Classic WoW, like, you are going to be losing out on a lot of possibilities for playstyle um, and, like, things that I really enjoy. Like, I don't... Let me think. Yeah, my, like, two mains are not, like, anything that I could be in Classic WoW. Yeah, like, I have a Death Knight and DK I have a Monk. Mount. Yeah. So, like, and that those are my preferred playstyles. Like, if I went back to Classic WoW, I would... I guess go back to being a rogue, but that's not my favorite Barf. kind of, of thing to be. Um, hmm. Like I think, so for me, like sort of my story with WoW a little bit is that I had a very hard time initially getting into WoW. And for me, it really was like playing with someone through kind of the initial hurdle because I felt a lot of the same feelings you did, Tristan, when you started playing. I was like, I don't really understand. There's 200 different mechanics that aren't really described. I'm not sure what I'm supposed to be doing. The starting areas are kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, when I was starting to play with my boyfriend, that was a way that we sort of played together. And, you know, he's high level and he kind of helped guide me through and go, okay, no, here's how you do this. And then he was kind of the one that was like, no, 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 we'll push through this. 
we'll do other things. We'll keep the variety going. Right. Um, and we'll we'll continue on. And then he was really great about encouraging me to find the thing that I liked about it and then mm-hmm. just do that. Like, I liked cooking. I still like cooking. Like, that's a, it's a weird profession and it's really difficult to level. Mm-hmm. But I kind of enjoy, like going around to like in Pandaria and just kind of cooking and then just making things and selling them and not, it's kind of like a Stardew Valley mini game with inside of, you know, these things. And I like, I like the exploring piece. Like I liked the visuals. Like for me, visually, I didn't really engage in WoW until Mop or Mista Pandaria because I, I just fell in love with that visual style. Yeah. Right. And then because of that, I just wanted to see everything and I wanted to talk to everyone and I wanted to explore their lore. And when I got into that, it sort of... Like, you ever play a game, like, dive in, like, something like Witcher 3, and then you kind of get hooked, and then you basically spend an entire day on its wiki, and then you're just <laughs> reading all the lore? Like, that was basically me after I really got hooked, is like, okay, so wait, what are the old gods? Who are the titans? Now wait, what happened with this? Who's Sourfang? Yeah. Like. What, how did Sylvanas become a I was know, just going to say, why is Sylvanas so badass? Yeah, <laughs> and so you do... All, so you, once you find that hook, and again, it doesn't have to be raiding. It doesn't have to be, you know, making, you know, pots and putting them on the auction house to make two million golds like someone. Uh, it can be whatever you <laughs> want it to be. Um, and there really isn't a wrong way to play it, but I think the real key for any anyone that was going to start now is find someone that you enjoy playing games with, someone that is a good sort of mentor yeah. and that, you know, you would want to spend a few hours playing and if it's an hour a day or whatever and someone that I think can help, you know, encourage you past difficult moments because it is, it is, yeah. there is an initial hurdle, especially if you start Worgen and you're in the worst starting zone. Oh my god, like, Morgan is absolutely the worst. Dude, that was zone. like the worst hour of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 uh. He's like, oh, we were talking, he was like, okay, so what'd you do? And he's like, I made a Worgen, and me and my boyfriend were like, really? Oh, oh no. shit. They're like, okay. Um, and instead of telling me my mistake, they just let me do it, too. Oh god. Well, I didn't want to step on, I didn't want to like step on it, but then just wanted immediately. to be Team Edward. <laughs> because oh, he's in Gilneas, oh, no, everything is Team scripted. Jacob. Yeah, that's Team Jacob, sorry. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you were in Gilneas and everything is a scripted event oh. because that was Cataclysm and they were playing with, you know, semi-cutscenes and everything broke. So <laughs> awful, so awful. Yeah. I often think about trying to give it another shot, but it's like, yeah. I, don't, I, I, don't, I don't know what to do to get into it that I haven't already tried. I mean, you can... I feel like at this point, at this point, so it would like... be hard for me to recommend for someone to start at level one. I like yeah. understand like why I want, would want someone to start there, but like that's just asking you to start by grinding. Right. But like when you buy, like if you are a first time buyer, you get like a level 100 character for free um, and you don't tricky, you don't miss out on well the tricky part with a hundred boost or like a level cap boost is that you're basically thrown in at max level with yes. no understanding of how your kit works so i what i would say what i would suggest is 
get that free level 100 character and use it on a class that you think you'll want to play. And then, after you go through the tutorial or whatever, go back, create a new character, make it a DK, and start at 56. What does DK stand for? Uh, Death Knight. Donkey Kong. So... (laughs) So in um, <laughs> Wrath of the Lich King, part of the lore was like some of basically Arthas, the Lich King, took the armies of the Horde and the Alliance who had fallen in battle and reanimated them as death knights to serve in his army. Um, and essentially you can play as one of those characters and basically fall from his ranks and join one of the, the faction sides and battle against Arthas, your creator. Um and I feel like that would be like the perfect level starting point at this point mm-hmm. to go from. Yeah, that's a really good idea. You're missing all of the really extremely boring WoW classic things that I don't know why you would want to relive unless you're at high layer level and can like solo it all on your own. Because um, I, I mean, I didn't get that. more master until I was at level cap. Like that yeah. wasn't something I was going to try to push through. Yeah, like honestly, like I. Unless, like, you have played some WoW and you know that, like, leveling is your shit. Like, because I know people like that, that just, like, really enjoy that that, that grind. Um, I, I wouldn't want to put someone through that. I think, um, for me, one of my recommendations would be, like, if you were going to do, like, starting at level one. And I'm a little biased on this because Pandaria is my favorite expansion and I play basically exclusively Pandas. But what I like about starting as Panda is not only are you given a really kind of interesting, unique starting zone compared to the rest yeah. of the game, but you're actually given, you're, you actually start as a neutral faction between the two major factions. And at the end of your starting zone, based on what you've experienced and sort of what you've been introduced to, you get to pick which faction you go to. So it kind of creates this sense of choice. Yeah, I mean, there's really only one correct answer, but... I'll take I mean, Loctor Ogar, but, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to... Hell yeah. Okay, well... Yeah. Maybe one day. Maybe <laughs> one day I'll, I'll get back to it. I mean, the We're winter here. months are long and lonely, and yeah. I will... I will... Honestly, like, I'm a hairline's... Like, like, a hair's breadth away from pre-ordering this... Uh, expansion and just you, going. You back. haven't already. I have Are you not. not on board with the expansion? Okay, here's the thing. I swore myself off of World of Warcraft, but that was before. Oh please, I was we do that like every again. year. Yeah, everyone does that every year. I know, and now I'm like, I really want to go back. I want to go back so bad. It's okay. like, it's like that old. This is a good time to do it. lover that always satisfies but like you know that you can never keep <laughs> this is the you know, perfect like, time if you love them let them go if they if they come back it's meant to be yeah it's coming back <laughs> it's meant to be um, <laughs> this is I'm a very so special ready. time in the life of a wow where it's you know three months 90 days until x-pack release you know this is when you get back in this is the time this I is know. This is your moment. This is a time to remember because it will not last forever. These are the days to hold on to. Oh my god! Yeah. Something, <laughs> Billy Joel. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> All right. <clears throat> well, this is the point in the show where I would normally uh, read 
Will's stupid interstitial that he came up with. Can I can I try it? If you wanna if you wanna wing it, go nuts because okay, I go. can't remember it. <clears throat> Do it in everybody. your Will voice though. Okay, okay, okay. <clears throat> I'm gonna try so hard. I'm so sorry, Will already. I, I took my glasses off to do this. <laughs> hey guys, uh, we really hope you like the show. If you like the show, please give us a five-star review on iTunes. Uh, we also have a Patreon account, um, so please go on to there as well. Um, like and subscribe. No, that's YouTube. But Smash that like button. Smash, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Smash that like button. Uh, <laughs> get onto our Twitter. All the things that we do. Yeah, we have a Patreon. We have a Discord now. Go check it out. It's awesome. Uh, that's actually where the idea to have these guys join them was because they become active members of the Discord community. So, yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, thanks totally. for joining. This was a great discussion. And everyone listening out there, uh, if you want to join in the discussion, you can on our Discord, and it'll be great. Like, come into the Discord, chat it up with us. You'll be able to maybe be a guest one day. Wink, wink. Yeah. <clears throat> well, all, all yeah. of our guests get gift bags mm, and totes. What's in the gift and bags? Hats. Um, he wants to know before he gets World out. of Warcraft. Uh, <laughs> wow tokens. The worst gift of all. Wow <laughs> tokens. I mean, tokens. I'll take that. Don't don't even joke. Don't even joke. I will take that. <laughs> <laughs> I will take that wow token. <laughs> Well, guys, thank you for joining us on the cast. It was awesome to have you. Uh, thank yeah, you for thank you so much. teaching me a bit more about WoW. And thanks, everybody out there, for listening. Uh, again, if you like us, we don't pay for any advertising. Go on to iTunes, like, and subscribe. Give us a five-star review. And a five-star review. review. Um, tell, us, tell us a comment. Give yeah, us a comment. Talk to us. Tweet at us. Like, we like talking to you guys. Just, you know what to do at this point. I don't need to pretend to be Will, and you don't need to pretend that you've never listened to this before. Like, for real, just talk to us. It's going to be great. Yeah. Yeah. Break the yeah. ice. But yeah, thanks for thanks for coming, guys. Uh, this was episode 116, and we'll catch you next week. Sweet. Bye. Bye. Peace. Bye.